I'm Wendy Michelle, personal trainer and nutritionist turned researcher, innovator, and precision wellness specialist. Welcome to Whole, Healthy, and Free. This podcast is all about equipping you with cutting-edge tools and information for accomplishing your health goals and becoming your best version of you. I have collectively spent over 20 years behind the scenes in clinical healthcare, in food and supplement manufacturing, in alternative medicine, and fitness marketing. What I've seen behind closed doors and experienced in real life has provided me with an education no formal textbook would dare to write about. From it all, I learned that health is much easier than it has been presented to be. People are capable of way more than they realize. And the majority of what masquerades as healthy is commonly what actually contributes to illness. I break it all down and bring it all to light for the sole purpose of giving you your power back so you can reclaim your health to live whole, healthy, and free. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Whole, Healthy, and Free. I'm Wendy Michelle, as you know, (laughs) and today's conversation is just going to be between me and you. (laughs) As we round out these final months of the year, I really felt that this would be a good time to have an important heart-to-heart. As the holidays are upon us, you know how it goes. Um, And the New Year's just around the corner between now and then, and in the background of all the busyness that is this time of year, there's likely going to be some internal dialogue about New Year's goals. And considering this is a podcast about health, I suppose it might be appropriate for me to do a show about I don't know, like the healthiest holiday drinks or best exercises to do post-holiday meals. But that's not actually what we're going to talk about today. See, the food industry loves the holidays because everybody's eating all the things. And the health and fitness industry, it loves the new year because that's when most people want to undo all the things. And the health experts and personal trainers and nutritionists, they're They're all gearing up to equip you with a lot of advice, the latest solutions, some maybe some magic supplements. And some of these coaches, they may serve you very well. And I hope that they do. But before before embarking on any new program or diet, there are actually a few of your coaches that may need to be fired. And I know you're probably thinking, Mm, Wendy, I actually don't have any coaches, but to that I would say, oh yes, yes you do. And today I'm going to help you identify them and then I'm going to help you fire them. (laughs) Keep in mind this podcast is called Whole, Healthy, and Free for a reason, for many reasons. And this, this is where you start to get free. Now, as an observer of people's health journeys for so many years, I've consistently found that unachievable or uh, unsustainable goals, if I could talk today, that would be super helpful. Anyway, they're almost always tied to some kind of bad coach. Sometimes, oftentimes, coaches. Uh, See, someone is coaching you all the time. Things have been training you all your life 
all day long. And they're very easy to overlook because you don't schedule time with these coaches. You're not paying these coaches, yet they are ever-present. They reside in your mind and our belief systems, remnants of past experiences, perceptions, external influences, etc. So first, the main question for you is, who and or what is coaching you? And in order for you to answer that question, I'm going to give you two main categories of coaches that we're going to deal with. We'll start with the old coaches. They've probably been with you for a long time, perhaps even, perhaps as, well, as long as you can remember. Maybe they got you through a situation, but then they never left once the job was done. And to this day, they are still maybe applying their methods to your new situations and circumstances that are slightly like what you went through before, but not really fully the same. Sometimes old coaches aren't even, they're not even yours. (laughs) They were your mom's or your grandfather's or some other ancestor even before that. But by way of generational exposure, you've got a coach you actually never even hired. Then another category is the new coaches. So these are coaches, belief systems that are brought on board over the course of your life, your relationships, your influences. And these coaches were likely adopted to you know, circumvent or challenge, maybe replace some of the old coaches. And in some cases, maybe they have worked out to be a proper upgrade. But in other cases, They may have just accentuated uh, the old coaches or beliefs that you had hoped these new coaches would displace. So on a subconscious level, we are being driven by these beliefs and perceptions of ourself, others, and our surroundings. And our ability to be optimized, expressing our true capacity, what this whole show is all about, living in wholeness, it requires a healthy and honest internal dialogue. And to achieve that, the coaches or false beliefs or narratives, they actually need to be removed and replaced. So the next question would be, how did these beliefs even get in? Or more in alignment with this whole analogy, When did you solicit the services of these coaches? Uh, As we've discussed in prior podcasts, a lot is embedded when we are children simply by the observation of those around us. How you feel about health, your self-worth, your identity, etc. It's all picked up pretty early on. Not only in what you watched and copied, which, you know, we do, it's just a normal part of growth, but also in what was said about life, what was said about you, to you, and what was said about general understanding of all things related to health, just what you were hearing as you were growing up, what your caregiver said, what people were venting about, all of that um, has been embedded. So let's say that there's this wacky ripple in time. And And you were able to walk in the front door of the home that you grew up in, and you could watch what little you was experiencing without any judgment. What was health like in 
your household? Uh, what were the conversations about health? Was there a goal for healthy food or exercise within your family? And, and if so, what was the motive for those goals? Were, were any of these health ideals applied to you or were you affected by the lack of them? There are really just so many more questions that I could ask, but one of the tools I want you to take away from this little chat is this informal revisiting of how your home environment has influenced how you feel about health, the importance of it, and the reason for it. These, these early observations are what created some of the old beliefs that you may still be operating in to this day. So any coaches that you picked up by way of your childhood that do not align with your goals and current beliefs, well, they need to be fired. <laughs> They're actually in your way. Now, what about food? You know, same scenario. Let's say uh, this wacky ripple of time, you're an invisible observer watching without judgment, little you experiencing early life. What was your relationship with food like? Was food a reward or was there a removal of it as punishment? Did you eat at a table or were you eating in front of a television? Was it social? Was it isolated? What was your mom's relationship with food or other caregiver? What was food like at your grandparents' house? How was food incorporated into special occasions? Also, something that few of us ever really think about despite the fact that we're pretty much constantly thinking about food, is who taught you about food and what did they teach you about it? Who made your food and how did they make it? And how did you feel about food? When did you first understand that there was this correlation between food and your weight? What diet did you first try and, and why? And would you say that food was a friend or was it an enemy? <laughs> I, I actually dedicated an entire chapter of this particular question um, in my book, Your Best Diet, because out of about 10 people, eight or nine, uh, and their struggle for a desired body composition can actually be traced back to an unhealthy or a toxic relationship with food, a relationship that is formed or started during the teen years and sometimes even before, which is so wild to me how food and eating, one of the most natural aspects of being human, has become one of the most difficult things for us to handle and wrap our minds around what to eat, how much to eat, uh, when to eat. It's, it's really odd when we stop a minute to think about it. Because other than for maybe treating illness or let's say medicinal purposes, never have we ever had to ask others or scour articles for how to eat prior to 75 years ago. Anyway, the point is your relationship with food, your perception of food, and what its purpose is in your life was also formed early on and maybe a few of the outdated coaches that need to be removed and replaced. A next quick stop at friendships 
and self-perception. You know the drill. We're going to do it's a ripple in time. You're an invisible observer. You're watching your little version of you uh, experience in life and in and amongst your, your peers. How were your childhood friendships? Did they dream with you? Did they encourage you? Did they support you and believe in you? Did you feel like you belonged? And how did they influence you? Whether you were part of their group or not part of a group, what were the influential factors? And what did they train you to do? What did they say to you about you or to others behind your back that you found out later? Try to witness, if you can, the first time that you ever felt insecure or felt like you needed to hide something about yourself or when you maybe felt ashamed. What do you still try to hide today? And who, who told you to hide that? Is there any correlation between how you feel about your body today and how you felt then? In other words, does how you felt about your body and yourself back then still coach you today? There's one last stop in this this uh, ripple in time scenario um, and the search for these old coaches that may still have a voice. Um, let's look at emotions and communications. Try to recall who taught you the most about emotions and what did they teach you? What do you remember observing about emotions as a child or watch, see what you can uh, find if you go back and visit um, and, and are just looking on without judgment. What are you observing about emotions in your household? And how did your family handle emotions? Were, um, were arguments common uh, when a caregiver was angry with you or was speaking to you from a place of anger, what did you hear the most? What was the loudest? Did your caregivers hide their fears or tears from you to where once you started experiencing them, you were wondering if they were normal or not? Or were their emotions over-exaggerated? And, and sometimes maybe maybe they were used as manipulation. When things felt off in the home, as children, we know when something's not right. We do have very powerful instincts. And so when we notice something's um, off, it's, it's very evident to us. When you look back, when things were off in your home, were, were those things discussed or were they avoided? And why? Were you allowed to disagree but still know that you were loved? See, the emotional and mental health of others trains us a lot, a lot more than people realize. And as children, when it comes to emotions, it's a hard concept. See, we, as a child, we learn about things like, okay, so here's a car, right? And I can see it, I can feel it, and I have evidence that when I get in there, it moves me from my house to school or, oh, I see it, it's a bird and it flies from tree to tree. I'm watching it. I have evidence of it. And um, I used to think when I was little that I could be friends with all the birds. They actually 
apparently didn't feel <laughs> the same way, but I would have, if I could have, I would have touched them and been like, okay, I understand, I see them, I feel them. And mm, another example would be, oh, here's a bike. I can climb on it. And when I do this thing with the pedals, I can ride it down the road and it gets me from here to there or whatever. So you get it, the physical stuff, the stuff that we have evidence of in this reality. Uh, we we can better wrap our minds around. But the intangibles, the stuff that we can't hold, that we can't see, but we still feel, those things imprint differently as we learn them. As littles, we can't see emotions for what they actually are. We can only try to understand based on what people show us or what they tell us or even if they tell us at all. And then how we feel in response to them. And then we experience emotions for ourselves using those filters. You can see how this gets very messy very quickly when it's not handled properly. And what was happening around you in communication style and emotional health is likely still coaching you today. Observing what your early interactions with communication and emotions taught you will help you to remove and replace them, if you so choose. So let's take care of some of these old coaches before we move on to the new ones. As you go through these questions that I've posed, and you may need to listen back to this, I was just kind of rambling some questions as I went. You may be driving, so perhaps this is an episode to to come back to when you have a paper and pen. But as you go through it and you listen to these questions, other questions that are your own, that belong to you and your experiences, they might pop up. Write those questions down. And as you visit your home in this ripple of time and observe with fresh eyes what you experienced as little you, make note of what was not true then or what's not true now. You know, what things were said over you that were unkind and what was unhealthy, even if it wasn't intended to be. Take those notes, go back through this time wrinkle and visit little you and then this, but this time you're not invisible. This time have an interaction with the littlest version of you or the version of you at whatever age um, comes to mind and tell him or her the truth. Easy as that. Just tell him or her that, I don't know, things like, depending on what came up for you as you were visiting, uh, things like maybe their their body has been created without error, and they're perfectly and wonderfully made with purpose and intentionally made. Uh, maybe tell them they're strong, and every day new cells are being made, and old cells, they are, it's so cool because they self-destruct. Perhaps tell them they're worthy and important, Maybe it will be necessary to, to let them know that emotions are healthy, um, that they're seen and heard, and their feelings are valid, and they don't disqualify them from being loved. It might be helpful to tell them things like food is a gift that we give our bodies because the body is the one constant from birth to death that's with us forever. And nourishing it helps it to do the cool things that we've been created to do. Mm. That eating healthy creates healthy minds and healthy hearts. The mean things that people say, they they hurt, but they're not fact. And that they can actually take the words that others have said and hand them back 
to who said it. They can actually hold it in their hands and just go to that person and give it back and simply say, "Mm, no, thank you. Forgive them and then wish them well. Tell little you maybe with, and, and always in every case, with so much love, all that you know now. And that family was doing the best that they knew how. And then watch little you replace old beliefs with the new and with this new found sense of freedom. These are just some ideas. You will know best what little you needs to hear to quiet those coaches. So now I think it will be important to go after some of the newer coaches. These are the coaches that are infiltrating as thoughts and constantly competing for your attention. The loudest, <laughs> I, well, in my opinion, the loudest, I think, and yet somehow also the most covert coach is media, uh, all media, whether it's social media, movies, books, magazines. Does anybody read magazines anymore? I don't know, but <laughs> it just comes to mind. Maybe, maybe uh, electronic magazines. But anyway, Netflix, every single one is a coach. And your consumption of it is training you for something. (laughs) Remember, it is not entertainment. It is entrainment. And at best, it's just a distraction. Uh, What you're scrolling through, what what you're listening to, um, oh, what's seemingly on in the background, it's all shaping you, telling you what you should do what you should look like, how you should eat, how you should feel, how you should exercise. It's all around you constantly. These coaches are actually not acting in their best interest. They're acting in their, they're trying to grow their own brand, help advance their own agenda, increase their revenue, engagement, numbers. Mm, That's just the truth. I mean, it it is what it is. I understand business, but it's much easier to just call it what it is so that we're able to maintain a greater level of awareness so that we know what we're dealing with. The befores and the afters, you know, the testimonials, they're mostly all fabricated for the purpose of whatever this company or personality or whatever it is that their goals are. They're uh, slightly adjusting (laughs) the reality of it in order to accomplish their goals, but not your goals. I mean, how would you feel if you invested a lot of time and a lot of money, I mean, potentially decades, into a coach only to find out that none of the results that they showed you were even real? Well, that, that's essentially what's happening when you let media be your coach and also why real results rarely look as they were promised. <laughs> Very rare. Um, Pay attention to what's holding your attention, like beyond what you intended. Uh, I understand that there's a need to have some interaction in social media and so on. In no way am I discounting the realities of life. But just pay attention to what you're doing longer than you had planned to. And take note of how you feel after. Just keep in mind that input from sources that don't know who you are and have not invested in you at all, they're not valuable. And 
as you assess what beliefs, what thoughts, or in other words, these coaches, once you realize which ones are not serving you, write them down. And for each one that you've written down, uh, whether it's a belief or a thought about any aspect of life, write the truth next to it. And then once you write the truth, draw a line through the lie that, like, fire them. (laughs) Then change how you scroll. You might even need to delete apps off your phone, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And then actively engage with people that you can trust, like the people who really know you. Spend time growing the relationships that are real and authentic. If you have to scroll, scroll through your text messages, not through Instagram or Facebook or whatever other app you might be using, creating this community or as a form of community Uh, have real one-on-one conversations with people. Imagine if Facebook or Instagram just went down forever without retrieval. Like, who are you still connected to? That's where you invest the time. Those are the people to go to. Connect with them on the phone or FaceTime, uh, best of all, in person. Uh, and, And have these hard non-superficial life conversations with them. Maybe you were scrolling through Instagram to try to figure out, I don't know, what are the best yoga pants? I, I don't, whatever reason that you're going to media as a unintentional coach, figure out what those things are that you're curious about and find a new way to retrieve information about those things besides glorified commercials, which is what every image essentially is. When you are meeting with people or talking with people, ask them how they feel about the things that you're wanting to understand more or research, not what they read, but how they feel. This is a completely different way of connecting and interacting with each other that we're losing because there's just a lot of regurgitated information. This is what I read versus how do you feel? And it's this disconnect that's perpetuating this community of disconnect, (laughs) I guess you could put it. Uh, Some other covert coaches that are actually kind of woven into what I was just talking about would be um, the coaches that come from industries, the food industry, the fitness industry, the health industry, beauty industry, you know. The things that typically get brought up on this podcast uh, is packaging your coach. Because if packaging is your coach, you need to fire it. Are ads your coach? Because if ads are your coach, you need to fire them. Anything constructed to get you to click or buy should be fired. Information is fine, but information should be just that. Information, not influence. There are also some unassuming traps and potential future coaches that we should also quickly identify to help for when they become more, I really hate to use the word mainstream, but anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, we're, we're all aware, I, I think, of the extensive use of filters and how that technology is getting crazier and crazier. And even though we logically know that this has been filtered, it is still 
very deceptive and damaging psychologically. The perception of perfection is actually teaching us a false reality and that anything that looks different is wrong. This is so upside down and it's so frustrating for me uh, and, and working with the people that I work with at the level that we do the work. <laughs> There's just no such thing as perfection. I mean, have you ever known a perfect person? I haven't. And honestly, I don't want to because what's the most beautiful thing about humanity to me is the mess. It's the falling apart and the falling down that creates this the the most beautiful victories and these these tales of redemption. And it's also what brings about the most hope for the future. When when we've prevailed in the past, we can know, we have evidence that we can and will prevail in the future. I mean, it's the lines on our face, like the scars on our hands. I have so many scars on my hands uh, from the oven. Um, the stretch marks, I have those. The wrinkles, I have those. The dimples, I have those. It's what makes us us. And without them, guess what? We're still not perfect. We're just less the full story of, of who we are and where we've been. And to me, that's all the most meaningful stuff like to be seen and known and belong and be loved in the fullness of who we are as we are is the deepest desire of the human. And guys, we cannot fake our way there. In fact, the more we fake it, the further away we get from it. I also, I've truly been losing sleep <laughs> over uh, some time now over this particular a uh, future coach, uh, and for some people it's not future, it's now, but these virtual realities, the virtual communities, uh, they're sure to, pro- to pose an, an even greater level of deep manipulative coaching, unlike probably anything we've ever had to work our way out of before. This, uh, this metaverse, this promise of a world where you can create your own house and body and face and lifestyle however you want, and it can all be perfect. And all you have to do is trade your reality for it. But just don't take off those goggles because if you didn't like whatever was around you before, it will likely only get worse, but it won't go away just because you aren't looking at it. <laughs> you know, it's just... I'm still really processing what this looks like for us as a human species as this technology advances. And knowing what I know about how social media has impacted people and their identity and their self-worth and their self-image, I think it's imperative, like vital that we proceed with caution. I mean, don't get me wrong. As I said, technology is cool. I love it. And I'm sure... There will be exciting opportunities thanks to its however it evolves. I'm sure that there's going to be very positive things that come from it. But if we think, if we allow ourselves to think for a moment that a seemingly perfect virtual reality is going to be a better option than an evolved, healthy, victorious true reality, we may be setting ourselves up for a very painful awakening. A virtual 
world, in my opinion, um, is it, it's just unreached in so many different ways. It's I mean, it's never been studied for its impact on the human mind and human health. We have no, it is truly uncharted territory. And it's highly probable that this could be a coach that you can't break free from. So I would say, I mean, maybe just don't even hire them in the first place. Um, All right, so peeking really quick at my notes. We've covered a lot. Um, I've mentioned a a slew of potential coaches that that maybe at the beginning of this episode, you didn't know you had. Surprise. (laughs) These these mindsets, these thoughts, these belief systems, they're like, they're kind of like old supplements just collecting in a cabinet. You mean you, you bought them for, I don't know, you, some reason you bought them because they promised something but now they're expired and you can't even remember why you got them in the first place. (laughs) And the most important thing for you to know now, after going through all this, is that you can change your mind. You get to decide what beautiful is. You get to decide what joy is. It's up to you what healthy looks like for you. It's your choice what food you will consume and what information you won't consume. You should fire every coach that you never hired, every coach that has snuck in the back door, every coach that has manipulated and twisted the truth uh, or has left you feeling anything less than the amazing, incredible person that you are. And it will take, granted, it will take some work to dismantle these old thoughts and habits work that you can work through with the help of someone else. Uh, There's a lot of great resources for this. But in the dismantling, you will find yourself. And eventually, you will get good at discerning in real time, and you won't have to go back in hindsight quite as often, at least if you're intentional anyway. That's the hope. But in the process of daily life, Ask yourself questions like, do I want that? Do, do I like that? Who, who told me that? Why did I agree to that? Did I agree to that? Did I mean that? Do I still believe that? Did I, hi- <laughs> did I hire this coach? <laughs> who and what is teaching me right now in this moment? How is this information that I'm absorbing impacting me and my physical, mental, and emotional health? Am I better, stronger, or smarter because of this? Is this helping me or is this hurting me? Uh, is this helping others or is this hurting others? If, if my words turned into reality, do I like what I just said? And if what I watch gave it permission to be what I woke up to. Do I want what I just watched in the morning? Sometimes we just have to clean house, guys. And that, might, and that time might be now and it might be later. It's totally up to you. But my recommendation is that before you get overwhelmed by what will become this 
next year of new diets and exercise programs and, and magical pills before you outsource new information or try to bring in new experts before you bring any other coaches on board or even contemplate what goals you want for this next year. Fire the other coaches. I know this is a little bit heavy. It might feel a little heavy because there's a lot of questions in here that it's easier to just not ask ourselves because it will require some digging. And when we dig into information like this, we don't always love what we find, but it's all tools for us. And really, it's all opportunity for us to be able to identify the areas where we really were trying our best. We were applying what tools were given to us, but for some reason, they weren't working. And it's it's these covert coaches that are really in the way, that really need to be fired before we can best decide who we want to be listening to in the future. And it is a choice, and it's totally yours. And to me, that is the ultimate freedom, is that I can go back to a little version me and observe what I was learning and not be ashamed of it, not be mad about it, not grieve it, but just say, ah, okay, well, well, that makes sense why I do what I do now because <laughs> there was that. And then I get to say no thank you and choose differently and then be intentional to be repetitious with that choice so that I can rewire those parts of my brain so that I can better evolve and actually see what I hope for come to life. And I hope this is hopeful, helpful for you. I hope it's hopeful too, <laughs> both things. I hope it's both things. Uh, but especially at this time of year when the industry and media and people all around us are just ramping up for this new layer of stuff that's promising to just cover up what we haven't been happy about before. It, maybe it's just time to be naked <laughs> instead of layered so that we can best choose what we put on next. If there's anything in this podcast that you feel like would be helpful to friends or family or people that you love or I don't know, if you just feel like sharing it, I just want to say thank you for doing that. Because from the coaches that I do listen to, <laughs> this is not something that's talked about much. It's much easier to go for the next coolest thing. And man, wouldn't I love to just only talk about the next coolest thing, but it wouldn't be serving you. And it wouldn't be quality coaching. And it wouldn't be loving. So 
thank you for your time and your investment in yourself. Thank you for listening and remaining open-minded and most importantly for believing that there's so much more that you're capable of than what you've experienced. I'll be back next week with some more food for thought. (laughs) And between now and then, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to Whole, Healthy, and Free. I will be back soon with another edition of the podcast. I invite you to check out my next episode once it becomes available on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until then, stay focused, insist on the truth, and do not quit. You are so much stronger than you realize.